Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello? Hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I'm tired today. It feels like it's been a really long week. But, oh well. <laughs> Has so, it been a long week? It feels like it's been a long week. Mm. But, it, but it really hasn't. Just, just intense. Just intense. So, uh, we're in the final days of, of Candace and Jerry being here. So it's just like it's That's a big deal. it's time it's time for them to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? It's time. It's time. So uh anyway, so I went through the book up to chapter twelve and what I got uh what I got to do on that was that I just needed to go through and accept all the changes that we had in, and we needed to start looking at a fresh document. So I went through, and I saw where I got uh, triggered just a little bit and made a couple of very small edits, with the exception of the of the preface, and sent that over to you. Did you get it? Yes. Cool. I bet you were surprised you got something. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. Well, not only surprised, excited because I, um, I kind of hope you would like it. Mhm. Yeah, I really liked what you did with the with the prologue. Um, you know, there's a handful of little things in here um, that I changed up. I don't think we need to, um, and I need to go through it one more time to look. But I don't think we need to have dialectic discovery italicized every every mention in the book. Maybe the first mention, but after that, the reader should become familiar with it, just like they become familiar with the word henesis throughout the book. Oh, that's and, fine. Um, you know, actually, <laughs> it's very clear to me that you're the expert, you know. So I I lock into an, an idea, and I welcome your refinement on that one. <laughs> okay. All right. Good, good. And then... When I'm going through this book one more time, when it's all whole, because, you know, I want to go through it, not just looking, because sometimes what happens for me with my eye is, and it probably happens for you too, is I'm drawn into the places where there's something that's been changed, and I don't look at the places before and behind it. And when I get ready to go through all of this in, in one fail swoop, I want to go through it as if I'm reading it for the first time. And that's going to take a little meditation for me to get to that place, and then I can go there. And uh, another thing that was coming up for me that I think that we should do um, is as I I go through the book this next time, I want to come up with a glossary of terms. 
Okay. Like I think I, I think dialectic dialectic discovery should be one of those things. And you've got some other terms in here that I cannot think of off the top of my head that are really good. Sure. Yeah, that sounds fine. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. There must be some excitement somewhere. <laughs> if only in their own mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's danger. Let me let me quiet him down. I just have to stand here and look at him, and he'll quiet down. <laughs> God entered the room. Now. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! What's she gonna do to me? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, that was coming up. Do you think that's a good idea to do a glossary? Well, and you know, frankly, um, yes. I mean, I. Um, there's probably going to be very few times, and you've probably seen that where I disagree with you. You know, so mm-hmm. um, I, I, mm-hmm. I I really do trust, and you know, I've been pounded for two years. Um, you know, that that should listen to you. So I'm I'm kind of like browbeaten on that one. Now. Okay. All right. Good. Good. You know, one day they're going to change that to listen to yourself, Eric. Well, uh, I think what happens is is that that's what happens the whole week, and then you're offering uh, refinement. So I, I, I think you make a valid point, of course. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think that that's going to be really helpful for the reader. Yeah, no, like I, I, I think it's fine. In fact, I, I, I was, uh, I've had a series of sessions with. Uh, Ragini Beagle, the woman who is the acupuncturist that we reference in the book, actually, and she's really good and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. talking about uh, dialectic discovery, and she said, you know, you, uh, she, she's doing kirtan and is doing a lot, a lot of uh, CDs, and she was saying, you know, you should probably, you know, save that name because then when people, you know, hear that word and they Google it, then they, they wanted to go to your dot com and then you can talk about your book or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She liked it too, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I, I think that's I think that's a really, really good advice. But you've got several things in here like, you know, the empathy piece and and I mean there's there's so many things in this book that are um They they beg to be put into a glossary because a glossary, the other thing that it will do for you is when a book is missing a glossary and it stands the test of time, unless that glossary is there with the author's perspective on precisely what they mean when they use that terminology, it can be manipulated at a later time. And so there's something energetically about putting a glossary into the book that keeps it contained. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Okay. So, um, in the, uh, one, in the... one thing then that, uh, are, are you implying then that we should, um, like start, um, a different, you know, well, I think what, what I just began to look at, you know, in the, prologue and you took away you know a lot of the stuff accepted things which is cool and i anything that 
kind of narrows this down. It's fine. What I'm finding on my computer that this is becoming such a big um, document that it's my computer's getting really slow whenever I do things, and I get a little word, and then at some point something froze up, and it took my wife and I almost an hour to unfreeze it. Mm-hmm. And and so um, maybe what I could do is you know it seems like. Um, the ones uh, from chapters, uh, the prologue until chapter 11, I've really done a lot of work. I really do see, you know, um, and, and it sounds like you've done some work until 11 too. Maybe what we can do is divide it up to 11 and have that be like half the book that we keep, you know, in one spot. And then I'll just continue to work on chapters, you know, 12 on. I don't think so. I really hate the idea of chopping the book up again. I, okay. I really right. would prefer to keep it all in the same document. Um, it shouldn't be that big of a document. That's not that's not what's happening, I think, because there's no images in it. And, like, if I look at uh, properties, let's see how big says the file is. Well, um, actually, what, what my wife said is, is, is she hasn't cleaned up my stuff for in a long time, so what she was going to do is clean things up a bit. And then, and, you know, perhaps with some of the – Edits you're accepting and changing, you know, that'll change the document too. So I'll just defer to that one too. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think it's it's to do with that. If it had a whole bunch of graphics in it, it'd be different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, so, that's fine. I mean, it still works, and I just have to go a little slower sometimes. That's all. Yeah, keep it, keep it, um, keep it contained. Keep it whole. Right. All right. Fine. Well, then here, uh, this this is just one. Uh, this is like an OCD kind of, kind of concept, you know. For example, I've been, I really like the uh, analogy that uh, theory theories are like cars that need a place to park. Mhm. Um, and then the other half of the sentence has been with me for a week, and and I just wanted to warn you up front because in essence that, you know, I'll keep it as it is, but then I just want to add a phrase or two because, in essence, then people can test drive the car, you know, at different times and test the theories and add that extra little piece with that. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. We're um, on when, when you're quoting from the book from uh, William Raff, Raff Ing, I think you say his name, Ing, or maybe Inga. Or, uh, I actually don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I actually looked it up. Uh, it's page 106. I just put that in. Okay. As you're pulling things from him, put the page numbers in. I will do and it. And that'll yeah, make I, it actually, easier. Uh, every quote that I have, and I really saved a whole bunch of them. I did save the page number with each of them. Okay, so good. I will. Right, right. I just want to work on this one sentence that's in yellow. Uh, wondering why the world worked one way. I dreamed about other ways of asking why not. Um, I'm not quite getting what you want to say there. Um, Asking why not, why can't it be this way? Or I I didn't understand. So I thought I'd just let you you know, I actually had a different sentence in there. And, uh, you know, I think I've been using that concept once or twice throughout the book, you know, which is to... Um, you know, uh, dream about how it could be, asking why it couldn't be a different way. In essence, kind of, you know, playing again with that same word of uh, the dialectic concept of uh, Socratic inquiry, finding out, uh, exploring. You know, I I actually think of it when I, for years I always called it working the edges uh, because I always want to see how far a theory can work. And I actually don't 
relax until I get stoned with, with some, something because I've found many times people will say, well, you know, this theory only works this far, and then I always want to see if it really can work further than that or whatever um, mm-hmm. to, to actually see what the bo- boundaries are. So I, I, it, it's not a sentence I'm really um, married to very strongly. But that's what I'm trying to speak about. Okay. So um, so I think what you're saying is that uh, you acknowledged, so you, you acknowledged that the world worked one way. Wait, wait, I, I'm going to put you on speakerphone. I realize I have to do it this way. Okay. Okay. So is it more that you acknowledged that the world worked one way but dreamed about how you could step up and ask, why doesn't it work this way? Right. You know, so I think that's what you're trying to say. And I think you could say it just a little bit clearer. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll work with that uh, phrase. Okay. Okay. And then the other ones were, were pretty light changes. Okay. I'll, I'll, I got that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, when when I read read, read through, um, I I I saw that um, I think that the one sentence um, this is the one that begins with philosophy. Uh, perception varies widely depending on one's point of view. Was informed through personal experiences. I think I'm gonna. I, I think that's a little clunky. I think I'll try to. I think I'll probably just say um, depending on on one's point of view. Maybe just a little polish up on that little improvement. Rest of it will look mm-hmm. really. Okay. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I think that is key that, um, let's see, what did you have in there before? Let's see. Yeah, yeah you know, a, a, actually, depending on one's point, point of view and personal experiences, I mean, we could just put and and just skip was formed through. I think it's, I think it's important that it was formed because our points of view are formed. In those situations that you're taking your clients through, how well here uh, informed act- through their experience? Actually, the- take take out the word was. Mm-hmm. How's that? Okay. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. So then I wondered, dialectic discussions originated in ancient Greece and are a form of reasoning. Are you absolutely sure that they originated in Greece? Well, actually, I I went down to there by the time um, we talked and I started thinking about it. I mean, I can look. I think the concept, I mean, I think the point that you're maybe trying to make that I'm sure that um, human beings argued before Greece. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. um, but the word dialectic was originated in ancient Greece. So, so I could I could speak about that 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 they coined the word there. How's that? Um, I I I think what it is is okay. So we've always had these discussions, but I think it it reached a level of maturity and refinement. In ancient Greece, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I'll, I will look it up. But everything I read is they gave, they really put it to the Greek guys, you know. Um, but 
but I I will be happy to offer your refinement and add the word refinement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No problem there. All right. Um let's see. And then I'll I, I won't uh italicize um after the, the prologue then? Mhm. Oh, I, I think I think what you need to do is you need to italicize it the first time that you mention it. Okay, because in the paragraph that follows, it's still uh, italicized. Yeah, I didn't go through and change all of them. I I saw how many times they were mentioning it, and I thought, okay, we can't italicize it every time. It's going to be an integral part of the of the language. Right. Oh, here, here, here's an artistic thing. I'm happy that you kept the example by uh, Galileo. Um, mm-hmm. And in that sentence, you know, uh, di- di- dialectic discovery promotes freedom, no house arrest like Gal- Galileo, please. Or I could say, no house arrest until death, please. No house arrest until death. No, I like the Gal. I like the Galileo thing. Okay, great. Um, yeah. All right, and then I like your your ad that they fiercely de- debated. That looks really good. I'm happy you accepted the YMCA stuff. Mhm. Yeah. And you obviously could pick up what I was trying to do. That that um, scientific method, you know, works really good with the mind and with the body for the most part, but it doesn't do shit with spirit much, and so that's what I was trying to talk about. Right. Right. And I got that. Good. I thought it was real clean. Good. And then I'll take out the dialect to, to discovery thing there. Good. Yes. Yes. And then, let's see, where do we go after this? Because that was that was pretty simple, going through all that. Um Let's see. That took me a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet it did. Because it's like relaying the foundation. Right. And but but then once that occurred then I did, you know, plow through and get through chapter eleven fairly well. And but I redid everything. I mean I you well if you can read it, I that's you know, once I did it I, I recognized that I had to reread everything to get the concepts back in there, and then um, I, you know, obviously had to relook at everything, and so then I tinkered around with it a little bit, and then, and then when I saw twelve, it was like, you know, this isn't as well written as I remember, <laughs> and uh, so I was trying to get to get it done, and it just I didn't have any more time at the end, and 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 so I, obviously, will start that now. Okay, great. And as you're as we're going back through. What I think would be really beneficial for me to have before before I went through is the list of words that we would use in the glossary because then I can make sure that those are consistent throughout the book if I make that list first. Okay. And and then um, you know it, it'll it'll make it smoother and we'll make sure that those final little pieces that like pull everything together are there. So is that my assignment this week? That's one. Yeah, I want you to look at what you think are Eric Erkisms. 
Oh, my God. Okay. We're not going to call on that, though, in the book. So yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> humor. Yeah, yeah. So look for your irkisms. Okay. It sounds like it's a word already, though, doesn't it? I work it. <laughs> irkisms. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, <laughs> pe- people say um, things irk them, and, yes. and and I've heard I've heard that phrase my whole life, and every single time I hear that phrase, there's this part of me that feels like a knife was just you know aimed at my head, and I would get this clutch because it never felt wonderful, you know, to hear someone say, this really irks me. But then at the second, you know, the, the very nanosecond, I'd kind of check to see if they're trying to slam me with that or not. And what I realized is most people just were uh, quoting um, a phrase that they've learned, but it had they weren't linking the fact that my name is Erky, you know. <laughs> I, I never linked that until I just said that a couple of minutes ago. Oh yeah, no, I I was. Oh. And then I was going, oh holy shit! You know, he's he was born to be a trigger, and he was named to be a trigger. Oh, exactly. You're just living up to your name. Yeah, right, right. Isn't that special? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So find those irkisms right. in the book, and then we can have that list, and we can make sure that we're we're consistent throughout. Well, and, you know, this is one of those where obviously I may not have the same sensitivity as you. I'll do the best I can, and then obviously you will may find one or two that I don't see it the same way because I just don't think that way much, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm more sensitive to it. Right. Yeah. But you'll pick up those places where I've, where I've been, oh, sorry, my tiredness, Sean, is coming in. Uh, you'll pick up on some of those places where I go through where I've gone through and said, oh, you know, you've got to explain this more because this is such a great term, you know. Um, you'll, you'll be able to pick up on those, those key, key things. Um, so anyway, okay, on page 14, uh, right after the beginning of Chapter 1. Let me scroll. Well, good, then the rest of the prologue is okay. Yeah. Good. Um. Oh yeah, I, I I got your comment at the end about the uh, italicize. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I have toyed with with the poems at times, obviously. Um, but mm-hmm. I I get that we'll wait. Okay, so I'm at the beginning of chapter one. Right. So um, it's the second paragraph. Oh my gosh, forgive me, I am yawning more. Oh my gosh. Um, so second sentence. To the ancient Greeks, embracing a principle developing character and body and virtue were worthwhile goals, not preaching or practicing morality. Um, I thought that was a little bit confusing because, you know, with the Greeks, it was like, yes, you know, we have this, uh, we have this nobleness to our culture uh, where we are, you know, proud of our, our, our character and we're so smart and we're so intelligent and we're working on education, so we have these virtues. But meanwhile, back in the, at the ranch, it's orgies and, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's some of the, uh, the games that they played um, at, at the Olympics. There were people that lost their lives, and they saw that blood sport, 
as being virtuous also. Well, here, here, here's where. So, the I, I, so I don't think we can. I, I don't think we can make them into idealized beings. Well, I, I, again, I don't feel real strong, but I'll, I'll explain to you where where this comes from. Um, I, I believe that um, uh, from the various sources and and uh, Inge as well that. What they talked about that being a virtuous person was was the ideal, and so mm-hmm. so being uh, so the emphasis wasn't like trying to talk about being the 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 ideal person. You actually had to be the person, and so they um, so this concept was probably taken from the book, um, and I liked it, so I put it in my notes. And that they didn't. You know, people that talked about doing it the correct way really weren't that important to them, but the people that actually lived that way. That's the point that I'm trying to make. I mean, I'm going to be a little bit punky right now because let's say that all what you say is true, which is probably true. Um, they didn't preach things. They, they, may, they may have done weird shit, but they didn't preach that it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But 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 because what what I what annoys me what I find here is that and it's getting worse from week to week um, that somehow being spiritual means that you preach about this shit um, but you kind of live a life and um, and uh, so you know all these people with these Christian uh, politics and then they just and their politics is actually harming other people and and um, you know this recent stuff with um Alabama and Indiana just pissed me off completely and so um so perhaps some of that is just me just trying to make that phrase so i it isn't like I have to be married to it um but that i, I that that that's the thing I was trying to get the point across, yeah, yeah, that whole Indiana thing was was pissing us off too because it's like when you're when we were watching the news we we were never told exactly what the law was, just that it pissed everybody off, and the governor kept saying, that's not what this is about. No, no. And then, a- he, a- and then he had to totally backtrack, so I never even saw the law. Well, a- actually, uh, I listened to NPR last night, and they had a law professor on, and here's the short version of it. Mm-hmm. that um, te- Texas has a similar law, but they have a clause in there that, that doesn't piss people off, and the clause say that if, if you break... Uh, some of the equal rights amendment that that mm-hmm. rules, but in Indiana, it basically doesn't have a phrase like that. That your religious conviction overrules individual rights, federal rights, basically everything. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's where the law professor said they don't have a chance to win this one because they basically are saying that it supersedes um, other people's rights. Uh. Okay. Well, see, it's so it's so interesting because I mean, I haven't seen it myself and I watch, you know, everyone like you know, their 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 piranhas after the thing that's fallen into the river that is smelling like it's ready to die. That's you know, true. That's what the media is like going around this and then it just like spews everyone up and 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 the topic of gay and lesbian rights right now is, is really big. Here in Oklahoma, we have um, 
<coughs> we have a company that's called Hobby Lobby, and you may have heard about them in the news too. And they've been fighting uh, Obamacare for the last three years. And in the national news, what they'll tell you is that uh, their problem with Obamacare is is um, is that Hobby Lobby doesn't want to have to provide their employees with birth control. And Hobby Lobby will tell you, no, we want to provide our employees with birth control. We're just not going to make it part of our insurance to give them the morning after a pill and abort the fetus because that is against our, 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 our religious views. They're even closed on Sunday. And that's where their contention is, is that the law says that they have to provide their employees with morning after abortion pills. And they've got a problem with that. But the national media says it's, they won't give their employees a pill. They're like, give them, we'll give them the pill. We're just not going to give them that pill. <laughs> you know? Are you there? I, I'm, oh. I, yeah, I'm kind of dumbfounded, confused, because uh, basically um, all doctors have a right to prescribe no matter what insurance that they have. Um, and And so... And so the challenge is, is that uh, why should an employer try to decide what the doctors decide? And so what they want to do is to tell the doctors which pills they can prescribe. Is that correct? No. They, want, they just don't want to provide their employees with the ability to have abortion. That's what their contention is. They're fighting it all the way to the Supreme Court. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not, I'm not I'm not defending them for that. But what I'm saying is the news says birth control pills. They say we don't want to provide our employees with abortion pills. And, and the news and, media says it's birth control, but they're not talking about birth control, they're talking about something different in their yeah. in their mind. So it's a matter of the national news reports Hobby Lobby doesn't want to provide their employees with, with birth control those evil oh, I, kind of a bitches. And and frankly, I never pay attention to, to, to that shit. And, and and so basically what they're arguing about is that um Obamacare would actually reimburse for those pills while a different insurance company wouldn't reimburse for those pills. That that's all they're talking about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A few yeah. bucks. Um got it. But they have spent a shitload of money fighting it. No, well, people have around the whole country have done the same thing. There's no question about that. And um, mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 again, listening to NPR, there was a star. This is a local NPR um, outlet type thing. But in Wisconsin, that they had a professor of economics that was basically studying what's happened over the last couple of years. You know, all these predictions about, you know, the, that, that Western world will fall apart because of Obamacare. But basically what they found was is that um, more people are insured. Uh, insurance rates have actually gone down. They didn't go, didn't go uh, because the main worry from the business's point of view is because you had to include the super sick people because in essence in the past the, the the insurance companies could could find out that if you've got cancer you can't have insurance and 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 basically what their fears were is is that you have to insure people with a lot of illnesses and uh things are going to go you know financially haywire to me that's the real important issue that i think the that is behind the curtain 
and um, and what they're finding is is that's not actually occurring, uh, you know, because in essence, from the federal government's point of view, uh, so the private insurance people don't have to pay for it, but then the government has to, and so no matter what, the government gets screwed. You know, someone's going to have to pay for it for these people's care, um, and 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 so to me, that's the most important piece. And at least in Wisconsin, for the past three years, the insurance rates have not changed. Uh, the companies are not going out of business, and their um, fee arrangements aren't that much different. Mm-hmm. And so maybe people have low ethical issues about a pill, uh, but to me the big picture, you know, that people were freaking out about isn't really happening, which I find mm-hmm. really interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's all fascinating. So so we're back to the to Greece. So here we are. You know, it's the same thing with Obamacare. It's about embracing a principle with Obamacare, the principle that Obamacare says that it wants to address is that all people should have the right to receive medical care regardless of their medical history, right? right? But they have not been able to do that properly because they said that they would do that without insurance rates being affected. And um, that was naive, or it was either naive or it was intentional manipulation. So, okay, so we're back here. Embracing a principle, developing character, and embodying uh, virtues. Um, I, I... I think that they were more than worthwhile goals goals to them. Um, that was the ticket to to God to becoming godlike, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I I, I let's see what we can do to kind of get this done. Um, yeah, I. I actually wasn't really super emotionally charged on this particular sentence, um, you know, that it's got to be such a big deal. Um, I, I, I think I, I was trying to say how this was important, and so um, perhaps the, the most important goals, actually, um, and as opposed to, you know, in essence, what the, I think what I'm, what's important to me is just that they did, the, the, the importance was what you did, not what you talked about. Um, yeah. And uh, okay, so to the ancient Greeks, what was important was what they did, not what they discussed or preached about. Okay, I I don't think they preached. Uh, Right, I know this is my annoyances with our world. (laughs) Yes. Yes, and you can have your annoyances with your world and, and an abundance of those, too, I might add. <laughs> I've got mine here. Sentence. You know? <laughs> so to the ancient Greeks, what was important was what they did, not what they discussed philosophically. Right, although I, I, I like you know, uh, to say embracing a principle, developing character, and, and blah, 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 learning virtue. I like that in there. But um, we already say that like a zillion times. All throughout the book, I don't think it's, I, I, I think it's a, 
it's a thing that we say throughout the book, so I don't think that we have to have that repeated again here. To the ancient Greeks, what was important was what they did with their virtues. Well, you could say something like that, with their virtues, with what they did with their principles and virtues. Not what they said. Okay. Yeah, not what they discussed philosophically. Although I remember reading a bunch of things how um, the actual government, you know, didn't necessarily embrace all the, all the Greek philosophy. Um, they did a lot of really stupid things, um, much to the philosophers, you know, chagrin. Um, okay. You, you know, part one, one one of the fascinating things, which I think I mentioned it in in the book somewhere else, because when I studied some of the Eastern ways of 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 how they did it, was that a lot of the emperors in China, China, China you know, we really um, believed in the uh, Tao and would have their philosopher be on court and then consult their philosopher as they would do things. That's not how the Greek guys did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the philosophers had to debate and argue with them, and there and basically, you know, those same Greek guys killed uh, Socrates because they didn't like what he was saying. You know, um, yeah. Uh, so, so I think you, you know, so, so I found that an interesting difference between the Eastern and West. Okay, okay. So let's look at this. I I think having recognized the impermanence of temporal pleasure, um, I don't think it's their immortal soul. I want to replace the word there. A mortal soul became the philosopher's sole desire. We got there, there in the sentence. I actually think I need to do something else besides their immortal soul. Having recognized the impermanence of temporal pleasure, it's like focus on the immortal soul, um, um, unraveling the mysteries of the immortal soul. Maybe that. Okay, sure. I mean, um, I, I I know we're kind of like in the middle of working with it. Um, are will, do you send me what you're um, writing down then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I will. I will. I'll, I'll send it after we talk. Um, so having recognized the impermanence of temporal pleasure, comma, unraveling the mysteries of the immortal soul became the philosopher's sole desire. That's fine. Good, good. I like that. Okay. I'll send you this paragraph right now. Okay. So, so... You basically did the same thing that I just did, which is to kind kind of uh, accept and tinker a bit with the first eleven chapters. And so, when I read through the first eleven, then um, I can see what you've done. I did most of it on the, uh, you know, most of it was accepting changes and then just being sensitive to if something pulled me in, and. 
Sure, yeah. And I, then I the other part of it was letting go at the same time for me, um, where I, a- my goal is I want a clean document to look at, and I don't want to know where we've had things before. I want to come in with fresh eyes as if I was reading it for the first time I and like do that. my cleanup. Yeah, I, I like that too. Yeah, because like the next place I got triggered was way on page 32. Okay, let me scroll down to there. Mm-hmm. Let's see if my pages match up with yours. Yeah. Uh, is that the last page of Chapter 1 or Chapter 2 or the beginning of Chapter 3? I don't know what chapter it's in. It's a second point after the eternal timeless plot in us. Oh, Actually, my page yeah. is different. Um, um, see, see, for me, uh, chapter, page 32 is the last page of chapter 2. So, Oh, it is. It is for me, too. It's the last page of chapter 2. It's, it's the next to the last page of chapter 2 for me. Uh, oh, right. Plato's so, analogy of the divided line provides a good description, and it's the second point. Okay, all right, I'm I'm there. Yeah. So we're almost on the same page? How about that? Oh, we are now. <laughs> Only okay. Yeah, this is just a real simple one. I the the higher level of conscience consciousness, I don't think we need higher. They reached a level of consciousness. Like seeing sunlight for the first time. I think adding in the first time or something like that there is really important because it is it is like seeing the light for the first time. Oh, that's great. It's like, yeah. Yeah. No but, problem at all. Yeah, so there's just a handful of triggers in here. Or Let's improvement. The next one comes. Yeah, next one comes um, chapter four, the first page of chapter four. It's my page 42. Got it. Okay. Um, and it's the the yellow part here. Sometimes oh. when you do the these whole oh. breathing analogies, I'm sorry. Sometimes when you do the breathing analogies, when you're when you're writing it, there's something missing when you're making your similar to statement. So breathing has a soothing rhythm as lungs expand and contract. Similarly, an evolved heart gives and receives love naturally as an expression of its divine nature. I. Um, I'm missing a link there. Otherwise, it seems too cliche. A heart, an evolved heart gives and receives love naturally is almost a cliche to me. And I, and I kind of want to challenge you to go another level and, and give me something that's uh, more profound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, oh, he's giggling. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my response. Um, <laughs> well, um, I'll just try. I'll just say that. Um, you know, I, I spent a bunch of time working with that. You know, I I, I think. Just this is the historical stuff is that you know I had these chat channels over all those you know years and 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 these are themes that they talked about 
and I always loved them. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and so trying to link a heart, being able to give and, and receive as you breathe, and um, you know, was um, artistic to me. So so I'll I'll try to hold the intention to ask the divine to be more profound than they currently were. <laughs> I love that. I want to borrow that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too, you, you've been profound in those ways with too many other people, so it's kind of trite these days. <laughs> yes, yes. So so give me something there leading me into Cherish that is is remarkable. We start with the idea of remarkable. So give me something that's remarkable, something that I haven't thought of before. Okay, I will ask God that one, which is what that's what makes me giggle because that was my best effort. So, okay, I'll, I'll surrender to them. Okay, awesome, awesome. So then, scroll a long way, and just teeny tiny changes on uh, page forty-six. Yeah. Okay. Well, not not now. Now I see how how it goes. I I just have to scroll until I see your additions, and then and then it's no big deal. So I'm you're you're one page ahead of me right now. That's that's a metaphor. Apparently so. I just have to catch up. <laughs> okay. Then on page forty-seven, we've got two henesises in here, and I was looking at them one more time and going, I'm not so sure henesis is the appropriate word here. Uh, when love is in the air. And hearts beat as one in a romantic relationship, for example, the initial taste of henesis intoxicates. Um, wait, wait, uh, I, I, I'm right there, but I, I, I'm not tracking the exact same sentence. Um, is that starting on cherish or is that here in lies? Um, let's see. Well, I'm looking, looking at the next page that has, well, the the paragraph has two highlighted things in it. Right, right. Which is well, the one I've got looking at has three um, uh, high, high highlights in it. Which is um, uh, that the heart will close after significant trauma and trust issues arise. I have that sentence. But you're talking about relationship. Where, where... It's on the next page. Oh, well, you're reading the next page now. Mhm. Yeah, those were some. Oh, oh, I see. It's it's the one. So I'm on page now, four forty-six. Is that the one that you're on? Yeah, um, it might be your forty-six, my forty-seven. Oh, to yellows. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't recall I making love. Um, that's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Great. I, I, I mean, think that, you know, I think Genesis and relationship, Genesis and love relationship, might be your next book. Okay. Yeah, but I don't think that we explain that here. All right. So, so just to change it to love right now is. is yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, I, I I do find though that that people really you know I I, I was trying to kind of just uh, be expressive how that 
honeymoon phase is you really do feel absolutely um and the research shows you know like the colors are bright 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 brighter your heart you know goes pitter pump i mean there's all these amazing things that happen um mm-hmm. you know it, it it it's the same thing that drugs do you know like so when, you, when you have a really good drug um people can feel like well this is it you know and um but then it always goes away and this is what happens with uh, loving human relationships you know um, mm-hmm. So it, it gives us a taste, and uh, part part of what I get into because I I almost memorized the book He and Parsifal and and that original story of uh, Lancelot and King Arthur, and I, I I taught it for a decade actually, and um, and and there's a part in there where they talk about a, a young man, you know, falls in love for the first time. He makes love to his first la 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 lover, and she's very sweet and. And, and 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 how they talk about that the Holy Grail gets tasted for the first time. And then you spent the rest mm-hmm. of your life looking for it again. That's what I'm speaking about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's like you know, it's like we found the um the best tasting chocolate chip cookie in the whole entire universe. The chocolate chip cookie that Every other chocolate chip cookie that we ever eat is going to be measured by. And we'll right. always compare our next chocolate chip cookie to that one. Right. And and so um what what other authors that I read that I really respected, you know, talk about it as the initial uh, a taste of the holy grail occurs. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to do. Um so I was looking for something more than just the word love because it's um you know, perhaps in the sentence, in the initial taste of love intoxicates, but I'm trying to add that extra uh, punch where people truly, um, you know, which is why people have affairs and they screw up their life and they do all these amazing things because they get that taste and they have no idea how it's going to, you know, affect it in the long run. But that's why why they abandon people and betray people because it feels so wonderful at first. Okay. Okay, so uh, what you're saying then is when love is in the air and heart speed is one in romantic relationship, heart speed is one in at the beginning. Of a romantic relationship, for example, the initial taste of love literally. intoxicates us with a plethora of hormones that create an addiction of sorts to that person. Right? Yeah, I I, I'll tinker with it though. Um, okay. I, oh yeah, you you tinker, you tinker, <laughs> you tinker. <laughs> I I I get your point that um, uh, this and then we're gonna go. This is like being given a taste of the Holy Grail, a 
period K, period A, period henesis. Okay. And, and only to have it's it snatched away. Snatched <laughs> away. <laughs> and we four and we are left. With saying men or women with an explanation point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Only to have it <clears throat> snatched away and we're left forever dreaming of reuniting. Enacting. Reenacting. Or, or that for original a- event. As a form of reunification. So if you could send me what you have there, and then I will. Um, I will. I will. So what I have here, we're gonna we're gonna pop it into the very bottom two here. When love is in the air and hearts beat at one as one at the beginning of a romantic relationship, for example, the initial taste of love literally intoxicates us with a plethora of hormones that create an addiction of sorts to that person. This is like being given a taste of the Holy Grail, a.k.a. Hennesis, only to have it snatched away and we are left forever dreaming of reenacting that original event as a form of reunification or love. Yeah, good. Good job. That's pretty strong, isn't it? Yeah. that's, That's what you said. That's what I was trying to say, and you helped. <laughs> yes, yes. Who hasn't been disillusioned? Look at this at the very end. Who hasn't been disillusioned when inexplicitly our lover snatches um, um, uh, well, I want to say bursts our bubble when our lover bursts our bubble when our, but that's cliche too. Shame on me. Um, <laughs> or, or, uh, or our lover snatches their lover and our dream away. Or, or, or snatches the dream away. Or experience. You with me? Yeah, I'm writing something. Okay. Okay, you can you can play with this too. Okay. okay. Uh, when inexplicitly dot dot dot, our lover horribly disappoints us if they fall off the pedestal we have created for them. Well, also for ourselves. See, see, see. It, it isn't just for them. It's also we're in our own dream dream world that we basically make the mistake that um, the Holy Grail is somebody else. Or it's mm-hmm. accomplishment. It's you know all those things of the second chakra that that something outside myself creates my henesis. It's actually inside me. But they experience it as they you know um, took it away, or you know because they fall off the pedestal, but they also can feel like they're the um, they're cruel because they 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 have henesis in their grasp. Mm-hmm. And, Run away with it. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, okay, I'm sending you, this is the grail paragraph. (laughs) I added one more thing to the end of it. What what you were saying, the Holy Grail is something else that creates the hindrances inside me. I want you to follow that thought. It's really good. Okay? Okay. All right, good, good. I love it when I get guided to those places where we end up having those conversations, and by the time we're done with it, it's like poof. It's so amazing, you know? Yeah, no, really. I, I, I see it the same same way because, like, two plus two equals five, and that's yeah. how it works well. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think the next one is, like, in the 60s. Page 60. Do, do, do. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's page um, 64. Okay. Page am I on? Oh, I'm not even there yet. Okay. Okay, and that's after the bullet points? Yeah, it's after the first set of bullet points. There's, an, there's another set. The crucial points of the second door are as follows. Got it. Okay. I, I, I've been thinking about this release thing and it's it's a word that triggers me sometimes and and here what i think it is is that we have to reach some form of re- resolution not just release it because if we release it it could be a boomerang you know that sounds fine but if it, we resolve our delusion that's the ticket i accept that that that's fine. I think I'm just used to uh, that phrase because of my background, but I actually see your wisdom on this one. That's fine. Okay. All right. So let's see. And I don't think there's really any more well, that I'm, I picked up on, but I'm scrolling through. If that's what happened after, you know, because I, I really was like, Oh, I can't stop doing this. And so for us to get actually where 11, you know, 11 chapters are, at least at this stage, I understand it's going to go through a couple more times and everything, but um, I feel from my own heart that um, to have this in the bank at this stage, at whatever level we're going to call this bank, uh, so that I can really plow into uh, 12, 13, and 14 and really start to dive into 15, I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With those, stories, yeah. with those few yeah. things. Yeah, I'm yeah, there were a couple of little edits that were on page 97. Okay, I didn't get that far yet. Okay, let me try to do a little fast. The dolphin assault. Yeah, because I, well, as you can tell, I kind of worked on different things uh, many times. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. If mm-hmm. I was only more lovable, wait a minute, no, that was enough. Yeah. Is that, or it's, the dolphin assault is before that, right? No, it's in Love, Lost, and Found. Chapter 8. Okay, I'm in Chapter 8, and I'm scrolling down. And it's, it's where where you have the um, edits there. The yeah. woman and our program director were both grateful. And Ernest ever to engage in a dialectic discovery. I wasn't sure how often to put that, that in there. I was going to trust whether or not you thought I was okay or not with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like I think we would like to call it engaging in, um, because I think that's what it is. It's it's not a it's not necessarily 
the oh. steps of dialectic discovery. It's a it's a process that you go through with someone. Oh my goodness, that that's such a um, minor point, and it's an improvement. I agree. That that that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, this this was when I got to this part. It was like really, really simple. Um, yeah, that that's fine. Yeah. Um, some other little bitty changes in the dialectic discovery, but like um, on the on the next or a few pages down, let's see. This is page one hundred two. Okay, so uh, I I do see a change where you took something out. Um, oh, I see. yeah, yeah. Just... What I what I did was when you prop. When you put this in originally, it was like when you got that term dialectic discovery, and so you were really trying to introduce it here. But yeah. now I know that the reader's already been through a lot, so it needed to be uh, refocused a little bit. Got that. All right. So, so, and so I, and you're I, on 101. You know, I really think, yeah, 102. Yeah, so your 101. Is that, that you made, and I'll just accept them, and then my 101, yeah. which has no marking on it. Uh, yeah, dialectic discovery led the way. Okay. And wow. Uh, now that's my page ninety-nine right now. Oh wow. For whatever reason. Okay. Okay. Dialectic discovery led the way. Oh, I left off a word here too. Uh, dialectic discovery led the way, and uh, it's and the re, and reliable. Oh, I guess it is right. It led the word, and reliable evidence of her success was the only proof she or I needed. Now, this is this is really important for you. You know, we went through this last week where, you know, you've gone through this process with her. There's no way someone thinks that a baby that's a few days old should be able to have this memory. And when you tell people about it, they go, oh, that's a load of hogwash. But when you go with dialectic discovery, and you're going through the process, it doesn't really matter whether you prove what the person's experience was to be completely 100% true. It does not matter, right? Right. It does not matter. What matters, oh, puppy, 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 puppy. What matters is that there is something that occurs with the with the client or the patient afterwards, right? That is positive, right? Right and consistent. Yeah. yeah. So diet, you know, that's a, that's another key point I want you to make. There is dialectic discovery is not about finding the truth. It's about being able to exit from our most innate patterns that screw up our lives. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's the same discussions I have with people that I help them find a past life. And, mm-hmm. um, and some people say, well, I, I, I don't really disagree with past lives. I just don't know, but so I'm willing to do one, you know. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they find one that's true. And I always do it with... Um, an emotional bridge point that's directly related to a, a really stuck trauma that my their soul told me that is related to their issue, and then mm-hmm. and then we go right to it, and 
some powerful thing happens. It's directly related to it. It makes total sense than what's happening with their current life. And, mm-hmm. and at times they say, well, is that really true? Could that have really happened? I says, it doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. Because you now have a connection, you have an understanding of a possibility, and that possibility makes sense that this explains why this has been so difficult and why the traditional techniques don't work. But now as you can relate to this part and have this, have them bring the damaged soul part back with them where they can like find a soul part that was frozen, and um, and they're better, you know. So yeah. I all the time. So I'll, you know... So are you implying I should kind of like add a little sentence or so to kind of like just emphasize that point? Yeah, I think you should. I think you should. I think you should, you know, say uh, even something as strong as as um, psychologists listen up here, <laughs> you know? Okay. And then no. you should you should tell them it's not about proving whether your clients experience clients do they call it clients or patients now I don't know um, see if I'm a doctor they're a patient if I'm a psychotherapist therapist I'm not allowed to call them a patient they're clients okay so then I do patient client <laughs> patient slash client okay yeah. Yeah, this is not about proving the experience locked in the client or patient-client. Well, it's what it's about is their perception, and and. And we've all known that our perception is tainted by all sorts of things. And so uh, it's about healing their perception. It doesn't make um, absolute difference about whether or not other people can verify that perception or that some evidence could verify it. Their perception is their reality. So when they can change their own perception, they can heal whatever. So um, you and I could have the same event occur, and you and I could perceive it very differently. Oftentimes that does happen. The more enlightened person can find a way to have a more uh, positive way to look at that, and a very damaged person will say it's the worst thing in the world that ever happened. So that perception um, is what what they have to work with. So I'll I'll work on that concept of perception. Yeah, 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 because for me it's like this. This is not about proving the experience locked in the patient-client occurred. It's not about proving that experience that they're talking about in that session. It's not about proving that it occurred. It's about freeing the client from a destructive pattern that has become a perception that guides how they respond to life. Right. Right? Right. I mean, uh, let me offer you a compliment. You know, I... I've seen you do 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 this the whole time that I've worked with you. You know, is that um, at times you'll you know hear me talk or read something that I've done, and your instinct says, "No, really, this needs to be expanded more." And Mm -hmm. but well, not just. I guess it's just every time I end Mm -hmm. up saying 
some of that because you did the same thing recently and you know I've been seeing it for the last few weeks and whenever you force me to you know and it's the same thing with the beginning of the, the book the uh, pro prologue because the whole di dialectic discovery uh, if it wasn't for you emphasizing that that was really important then I wouldn't have put all the emphasis into it and then you know the prologue's a lot more interesting now with that in there you know and the whole book will mm-hmm. be um, and it mm-hmm. actually is me and people like me in the future for the onslaught of people that will be trying to look at some sort of scientific research to prove everything. So, um, so just I'm saying thanks. Oh, you're welcome. So I'll I'll do that here then too. Yeah, yeah, and um, I I almost want you to add to that statement. Some sometime in there, and it has worked for me time and time again, right? Yeah. Pull that idea in, because then we can address the ones that are going. Oh, this is that experience sounds like hogwash to me. You know, um, you know that didn't really occur, so I'm going to dismiss the whole thing. Um, yeah, yeah. It it answers that doubting Thomas. Right. Or it's an attempt to. Those mm-hmm. people have the ability to not listen to anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm married to Tom. <laughs> it's been very helpful for me. <laughs> yeah. There's a teeny bit of a change a few more pages away. And um, let me see. Okay. No, that's just the note from earlier. I'm just scrolling until I see your your words. Now I'm saying now something in chapter nine. Let's see. Eight and nine. Something that was okay. Nine. Yeah, looking at eleven now. Oh, oh, oh. So, 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 whatever you did in nine is okay. Mhm. And you're skipping that yeah. now. Yeah. Well, with eight and nine being done, that's me huge because that was a lot of uh, more work than I imagined. Ten wasn't that bad, and eleven yeah. I, they had to do much more. Yeah, it's all the way on to uh, page one forty one. That is the paragraph just before dogma corrupts with dust, 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 uh, dust. I'm there. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I found it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty simple change, but it makes it a lot clearer what it is. Oh yeah, that that's great. I, I'm happy that you you like that. Um, that whole mm-hmm. phrase, that whole piece that I put in there, I, that that was uh, I had passion with that. Yeah, and there was something in here about the cars. Let me search for that. Well, I mean, uh, about cars, that was in the prologue. It's just a little phrase I'm going to add on to the cars need a place to park. Okay. It's there. Um, but but it, to me, it's a really important con- concept that at times we will see, I have a theory, or, or I have an experience with a woman with a three-day memory, um, I have. It's not important for 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 me to doubt her memory. I I need a place to park that 
intellectual part and then play with it and drive the car around for, for a bit. And so when we drove the car and just accepted that she had the memory, great things happened. And so to me, that ability to um, take an idea and drive it around for a while, and, and then sometimes there actually could be theories or science that will eventually prove this. It's the same thing about um, that idea that, you know, because I was taught in, in, in school that the amount of brains that you, uh, neurons that are in your brain are fixed. And so every time you drink alcohol, you're killing brain cells. And, and basically the people that have been drinking their whole life, you know, the reason why they're stupid sometimes is because they got wormholes basically in their brain, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that was a, a, a tool that people use, and I've occasionally used it too, to frighten people right. and watch, you know, what they're doing. Now, now we can grow things, which is totally cool. And some right. young punk would say, "Well, I'll just grow them back, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I'll laugh. <laughs> yeah. say, maybe maybe you 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 will, but 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 perhaps you will maybe grow them in the wrong part of your brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Well, just Whatever. make sure the metaphor follows all the way through, because if we're parking them in a parking lot, then we're not renting them and driving them. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so new new theories are like cars. They need a safe place to be parked before science can find the the evidence. Um, and then we could put in parentheses keys to drive them. Right. Well, I I actually think we 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 have to drive the theory around for a while, and maybe and then many people can drive the car, and then eventually we'll all agree that. It's a good car, um, but sometimes the science may be a decade or a hundred years behind the what the car is trying to show us it can do. Mhm. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it just needs a little bit more refining. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can follow that metaphor all the way through. Right. I I just have that metaphor once because you know I, I actually invented that idea like at three in the morning on Monday. Um, you know, it was the first time I had the idea, so I popped it in real quick. So I'll, right. I'll play that some more and then uh, include it in the prologue. Okay. So I, I, we're at the time here. So um, scrolling down to the end of 11, are we okay? Where, yeah, where I, we think, I think we're good. I think we're good. So, so go and, in and, and fix those little pieces and then and then continue forward and do the rest of the book. That's the plan, uh, for sure. Um, so I will work on that. But let, let, let me ask you if there's a possibility that we could change our time next week. Let's see what is next week, the ninth. Okay, what do you want to change it to? Um, I think I would have time in the afternoon on Thursday, or I could do something um, Friday, you know, like uh, first thing in the morning or around lunchtime. What if we did 2 o'clock on Thursday uh, afternoon? Oh, that's fine. Okay, so 2 o'clock Central. All right, I switched you. I'm going to make myself a reminder, too. Yeah, I... I, I, I Join this mental health clinic as a clinical supervisor, and they're doing a negotiation, and I think that I should probably help them with that one. And then they schedule it at 9 a.m. Um, next Thursday. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Oops. Days after or what? Days before. One day before. Well, I am thrilled because I, you know, I there's a part of me that likes to um, take all the red away and make it look, you know, kind of more pristine and clear. And the fact that you have, from my point of view, I'm very pleased, you know, with um, uh, the fact that so much of this works for you at this time. And so I'm thrilled about that. Me too. Me too. I saw an HBO special right before we, we began to talk, and, and it, it was an HBO special about um, sports and happiness, defining happiness. And they had a psychologist that was uh, describing happiness, and and there was a um, panel, and he was first. And, and so um, he said, well, define happiness, please. And uh, first thing out of his mouth is, well, you know, I go back to the ancient Greeks, and their definition of happiness was the process of reaching your potential mm-hmm. isn't that a cool answer yeah it's a super cool answer what's that yeah that's a super cool answer so i'm going to steal that of course. well not steal it i will look that up to make sure uh-huh and then include that okay all right great well wonderful so carry forward here we go okay great and we'll talk mm-hmm. to you next thursday then thank you okay all right bye-bye bye
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.